there was a, a, a guru, a yogi, called um, Sri Ramana Maharishi, who suggested um, meditating on this question, who am I? And um, he was one of like the few uh, teachers that I like really resonated with when I read. Um, he just had this little like pamphlet thing that I had come across, and I was like, wow. This, uh, he had a very similar story to me, basically, with a profound fear of death early in his childhood, and then he asked this, uh, he, he kind of asked the question when this fear came up, you know, who, this fear of death, who dies? Who is it that really dies? And that gave him this, um, you know, you could say enlightenment experience, which um, opened up a new way of being, you know, a new way of perceiving. So um, that's kind of the question that I've been <laughs> investigating, and in some way we're all investigating throughout my life, but um, more recently I've been investigating it more directly. So um, one practice I suggest for this is basically, uh, you know, sitting in meditation, uh, but instead of just meditating, um, actually trying to, uh, this is actually a technique that's, that people call self-inquiry um, or direct inquiry. And it's something that uh, Sri Ramana Maharishi had suggested um, in a more, um, you know, on a certain level. And then it's been kind of uh, developed further by various other people. And it's, uh, yeah, investigating what, what, what you actually are. And I can just tell you, um, so you're kind of just sitting there and you're observing what, what you actually are, right? So you might, you might start with like, okay, what is the body? What actually is the body? and um, like from your just from your direct experience right so you can do this with your eyes closed and you and like I'll just I'm just gonna give you some of my observations um, but of course the, the important thing is you have to see it for yourself right that's what all the, that's what the whole point of this process is right because if you just if you just hear my observations then you believe them you're like okay well that makes sense I figured it out no the whole point of this is because that would just be another belief and I'm trying to suggest a whole different way of determining something to be true or not and that's by um, basically investigating it for yourself with your direct experience but again when I say investigating I don't mean googling it and watching videos I mean a direct observation a direct experience so um, you know if you say what is the body um, again there's you can go the traditional approach you could watch a bunch of videos about what the body is and articles but again we kind of talked about why that is that will just ultimately end up with some more beliefs about what the body is you don't really know what it is you just believe certain things about what it is so with this process you're investigating the body and you're saying okay well let's see in my just in my direct experience no stories no beliefs I'm basically here are kind of some of the rules behind it in this investigation um, Sorry, I obviously didn't prepare this podcast before. I'm kind of just riffing. From the t <laughs> I'm kind of riffing off of it. But if I was going to set some rules for this investigation, it was rule number one: you can't use any any outside information, right? So no, no, um, and you can't even use you can't use any outside information. No, so no article that you ever read. You're not allowed to use that. No video. No video you've ever seen. No. Um, person no nothing any other person ever told you you're not allowed to use that right because those are just uh you know out that's outside information you can't even use any memories that you have right because even even your own memory i mean we all know memory is a very faulty thing it's been uh we all have had situations where we thought we remembered something or memory was shaking shaking on something so you can't use memory that's that's just a projection again from the past 
Um, so all you basically all you can use in this investigation is what you're experiencing right now in this very moment. That's the only criteria because that's actually the only real data that you ever have, right? Because all the other data that you have is is kind of secondary uh, data, right? It's data from somebody else. Um, but maybe that's not the term because people talk about a primary source and it's basically a primary source is somebody else's first person interpretation. So I don't even know what to call this a pre-primary. It's a, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you call it, but um, it's, it's just yourself, your own direct experience is, is what you can rely on. So sitting here and investigating what, you, what your body is, what, what can you tell, right? Well, okay, what's my body? And then you would notice there are probably some physical sensations. There's some, there's some physical sensations that um, you feel that seem to be in different locations, right? One feels like it's on your butt. One feels like it's from your elbows on your, your knees. But again, even that is kind of a story, right? Like even this idea of a butt, like how do you know you have a butt? You just, all there is, is the physical sensations, right? And then you're making a story that, that uh, because you remember Okay, I remember last time I looked in the mirror, I turned around, there was a butt there, and now so I so I, now I sat on that butt. So this situation, this these sensations are a result of my butt sitting on the chair. But again, in this moment, your eyes are closed, um, so all you know from your direct experience right now is that there are sensations. They're just sensations, actually. That's it. They're they're not like even the you you can't so you really have to be very careful not to jump to conclusions even when you're observing your direct experience because inevitably you're going to automatically bring in all of these images and and things that you've learned from the past other pre previous basically previous sense perceptions that you've made stories about so um, again these are just results of my own investigation you should definitely do it for yourself but what i realized um, in meditating what i consider the body to be is actually just sensations there's actually not really I mean there's not really a body there's just there's just sensations and I I basically draw this conclusion I, I labeled this group of this particular group of sensations that I experience as a body in this moment right so there's various sensations I feel when I'm sitting in a chair and I've labeled those sensations as body you know, so that that's how, so you're, that's my entire sense of a body. And remember, my eyes are closed. So in this moment, um, there is nothing, there's not even, so of course, if you're looking in a mirror, you can do a different kind of investigation. But in this moment, your eyes are closed, you're sitting, there's no visual um, experience of a body. So any ideas of a body would just be ideas, right? They would just be concepts, they would just be thoughts in your head. And again, in this investigation, you can only use your direct experience because everything, everything else aside from your direct experience is actually just a thought. It's a concept. It's a memory. It's a belief. You know, and those are all mental phenomenon. A belief is a mental phenomenon. A thought is a mental phenomenon. A memory is a mental phenomenon. A concept is a mental phenomenon. You can only use things that are not mental phenomenon. You can only use direct experience. In this moment, sitting down all I experience is sensations. That's it, that's all there is. And then um, you can say, okay, well, so there's there's these uh, sensations here. There's not really even a, there's not even really a body. It's just, it's, there's just sensations and I, I call those sensations body. Hmm, that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, 
and then you can kind of ask uh, you can you can investigate other things and you can kind of say okay so so I guess what I am is is these uh, sensations you know, that that seems to be that seems to be me um, and then uh, you can ask the question well is that all there is is there just these sensations um, what what if these sensations went away what if there was no sensation what if these sensations um, that I'm that I'm sensing here that are that that I, I perceive to be, or I assume to be a result of a butt sitting on a chair, um, elbows on some knees or, or whatnot, um, you know, what if the, those sensations weren't there? Would there still be a sense of me? And you'd probably say, yes, well, <laughs> what's this voice here that's asking all these questions, that, that's investigating here, that's, that's determining all these, uh, that's interpreting basically these uh, sensations that are arising and determining what they are. And, and uh, there's this whole voice here. And then you can ask, you can investigate that, uh, investigate what that voice is. And, um, and I guess I, I can just say for my own investigation, I realize one of the core of my entire sense of self is based off of this this voice that appears um, in my awareness. There's there's a voice that's talking, pretty much, it, and it's talking actually almost all the time, um, almost all day. Most of the time, I don't even realize that it's talking. Um, it's just it's talking with not even without me even really being directly conscious of it. But in, in meditation, and I, when I'm really focused. Um, I can I can actually just sit there and listen to it talk and talk and talk and talk. Um, and I realize a lot of my sense of self is just based off of this voice that's talking. Um, but however, you can also notice like is the voice really always talking? Well, yeah, no. It's, if you actually if you really observe it, it's not always talking. There's there are some moments when it's not talking, and of course, even when it is talking, there's space in between the words. So, um, in that little space in between those words or those moments where it's not saying something is there still a sense of me existing and um, what I found from my investigation is that there is like even even the moments the, the micro moments in between words or in between sentences or when it stops talking for a bit there is still there's still a sense that uh, of me there's still a sense of uh, that I exist somehow like I'm still aware of something maybe I'm not even aware of something I'm, I'm aware so that kind of tells me that my my essence can't really be this voice uh, because because I'm still there's still a sense of me existing even without the voice talking um, so that was an interesting um, observation the other thing I observed about this voice I spent a lot of time observing this voice it's really it's really fascinating is that um, I actually pretty much have no control over what it says you know and, and you can you can do this exercise for yourself like one thing I've done is I just I set an intention that I didn't want the voice to talk and I just sat there and then what do you know a few seconds later it starts talking again and you're just like what the heck I actually and you realize even if you wanted to you actually can't get this voice to stop no matter how hard you try you'll never be able to get the voice to stop so how can this voice be me if if quote-unquote I can't even I can't control it it just it just talks and talks and talks I can't control what it says it says all these different things talks about um, you know what its opinions about things and what it wants for the future and what it needs to do today and what happened yesterday and different makes comments and judgments about people and says all kinds of things but um, you, you, but it's just actually a very profound realization when you when you observe it for yourself and you realize that you actually have no control over what this thing is saying, and you can't stop it from talking. It just keeps going, 
and and in that moment there's a very big change in um, your relationship with this voice because you just realize how this cannot be me this this cannot be who I am because it doesn't make any sense I, I can't it, it just it just is this voice that's basically just chitter chattering all the time I don't have any control over what it says I don't I can't stop it from talking it just blabs and blabs and blabs so why should I pay any more attention why should I identify with what this what this voice is saying? But um, when I when I see another person, quote unquote, a different person, and they're talking, I don't I don't identify with what they're saying. I don't immediately believe everything that they say. I don't consider that voice that comes out of another person's mouth to be me. So why should I believe this voice to be me? You know, so it changes that relationship with that voice, which again it goes back to that identity. Okay, so. If I'm not really these sensations, just these sensations, I'm not really this voice, then what am I? And you kind of just continue, you know, that, that investigation deeper and deeper. And um, one other uh, kind of powerful exercise that I did was um, uh, investigating, again, some of these core questions of what, what we think we are. So you can say, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> your name, you know, who am I? You could say, I'm Jeremy. And then you say, okay, well, what, in this moment, in their direct experience, what evidence do you have that your name is actually Jeremy? And you realize, in this exact moment, there's no, there's no name there. There's no, there's no name at all, right? Your name is just something that, you know, you, you, you think, you think, you're, you think that someone gave you that name, so now it's your name. But in, the, in this moment, in your direct experience, there isn't really a name. And then you can ask another question saying, okay, am, even more basic, um, am I, uh, I'm a male, I'm a man, I am a male. And then you can say, okay, in this moment, just only using what I, I can directly experience in this moment, and actually, all the only thing that's actually real is what I'm experiencing in this moment, everything else is just something in the mind, it's a memory, it's a concept, it's a belief, um, etc. How do I know that I'm a male and not a female? Do I even have a gender? And you'll notice, okay, well, let's let's observe. Okay, there's sensations here. <laughs> there seems to be some sensations. There's this voice that's talking, that's asking these questions about, well, am I male or female? Um, but aside from that, there's not much else going on. There's not much, not much else to go off of, aside from that. Um, so, I guess I don't really... Maybe my even the fact that I have that I'm a gen I'm a particular gender is uh, essentially a in this moment it's a belief, right? In this moment it's a belief because I don't uh, y even if you say okay no no that's not true I can I can feel my genitals a bit, <laughs> but even that is just is just sensations and then you're in this moment because you you're 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 not seeing them you're just feeling some sensations you're you're drawing a conclusion okay I feel some sensations that sensations is my penis that means I'm a male. You know, so you're, you're, you're making a lot of assumptions there. You're making a lot of, uh, you're drawing a lot of conclusions there. If you stick with the raw data, the raw data that you have is just that there's some sensations. Um, and then everything else you made up, basically. So in this moment of direct observation, you're actually not even, you don't even have a gender. You're not a male, you're not a female. There's just, there's, there's nothing there, right? Um, and uh, you, can, <laughs> you can do other fun things. Um, you can, what else can you question? Um, 
you can question again the, the human thing okay in this in this exact moment how do i know like am i human am i a human um again <laughs> let's observe raw data raw data is there are there seems to be some sensations there seems to be this sense of me being aware of something there's that there's that voice is chattering about as it usually does but um so but where's the evidence of me being a human aren't i just like where's this evidence of me being a human there's just there's just sensations there's the voice chattering and uh and then the, and then there there seems to be something that's aware of that you might say okay well then what what is aware of this voice that's chattering what is aware of the um what is aware of the voice that's chattering what's aware of these sensations that's the person that's the human <laughs> and then uh you know you can investigate that and that takes it a, a level deeper um, and then you can discover is there anything is there actually anything that is observing these sensations is there anything that is aware of this voice you can investigate that um, again you gotta you gotta come up with your own uh, results to this investigation but in my personal investigation I didn't find anything there wasn't any thing that was aware of the sensations there wasn't any thing any separate thing that was aware of the the uh, voice there was just sensations there was just the voice there was nothing actually watching it you know if, if it felt it feels that way in the beginning but if you investigate that um, you can kind of uh, look look more into it and uh, and see what it actually is so um, yeah I don't know if this was <laughs> how helpful this was for people but it's been helpful for me so I thought I would share it but uh, again it's just this uh, process of investigating our beliefs investigating uh, not just not just our limiting beliefs even those are those those are also very helpful of course um, but investigating very core questions about what we are if are we a person are we a human right and and, and the thing is if you just if you determine yeah I am a human yeah I am living a world then no harm no foul right no, nothing really changes but um, if you perhaps uh, come up with some other conclusions it could um, you know radically change your experience of the world um, and so these are just some of the different uh, tools that I've used I think I might do uh, maybe next time like a, some sort of guided meditation walking people through this process but uh, this process you know is referred to as uh, inquiry people talk about inquiry um, it can also be difficult to do because of course the mind will wander during the inquiry a lot um, especially if you're new to meditation so a lot of people will do also a mindfulness meditation which trains the mind to focus and then they'll also do this inquiry as well because it's, it's hard to do the inquiry when your mind is always wandering um, but another thing you can do is you don't you can you don't you can do the uh, I like to do the inquiry with a with a journal because that keeps my mind from wandering too so I'll, I'll close my eyes I'll observe the voice <laughs> and I'll see what it's doing and then when I when I notice something that's doing I'll write it down in my journal um, but but direct observation right so for example <clears throat> you can observe um, thoughts like what is a thought you have tons of them every day they seem to have a big influence over your life but have you ever really observed what actually is a thought um, and uh, you can you can observe okay well again don't google it don't youtube it 
sit down and observe for yourself what a thought is. Um, <clears throat> and you'll see that a thought isn't just this voice in the head. There's, there's, there is that voice talking. That's one form of thought. There's also different patterns of different types of things that it says. Usually it's pretty uh, recursive <laughs> in my experience. It kind of says the same types of things over and over again. There are also images. So thoughts are also these, uh, these kind of mental images that pop up and movies even. They're, they're sort of these, uh, these kind of daydream sort of movies that play. Those are also uh, mental phenomena or you can call them thoughts. So there's these images, there's movies, there's, uh, and these movies have sound and they have color. Um, there's the voice just straight up talking. You know, so there's different types of thoughts that arise. Um, and again, you can ask, okay, Jeremy, this sounds like kind of time consuming and like, what's the point of this? It's not really practical, you know, but that's the thing. We assume it's not practical. Um, <laughs> because we haven't really done the investigation. Um, but if you think about it, it's kind of silly that we're here, we're here existing, and um, we really don't know what any of this stuff is for sure. We believe a lot of things about it, but we really don't know. So I feel like at the very least, maybe you don't have to know what everything is, right? You don't have to know, well, I take that back. <laughs> but but uh, well, you do have to know what everything is, but um, you don't have to like, analyze um you know every bit every leaf and every every you know you and you actually you don't have to do this inquiry process on everything because like i said if you get the core inquiries right those those kind of that one question that i mentioned the who am i question um and then you could expand that to what is another person what is reality then uh many of the other questions about what everything else is get answered automatically. So, I um, mean, if you think about it, it's actually kind of silly that we've never even bothered to look into these things. We've just assumed that we're a person. We've assumed that we live in a world. We assume that we're a human. We assume that there are other people. We assume that, like I'm, I'm looking out on this um, <clears throat> uh, river right now and there's a boat. I assume right now that there are there is actual an external river there. There's an external boat there. Um, but we've never actually bothered to seriously question it. It seems so silly. It seems so obvious. It seems so ridiculous to even bother questioning that. So we just never did it. Um, but that's why um, I like certain movies like that that uh, are about questioning like not only aspects of reality, but um, the entire reality, right? So an example there would be like there are people who have these these conspiracy theories, right? About um, you know, uh, there's there's an oligarchy of people that are controlling the entire world, and they're evil, and uh, everything that we see, like all these things that are happening in the world, the wars, the famines, um, the genocides, they're all basically a result of these like people at the top that are kind of pulling the strings. So that would be an example of like question. That that is an example of, of someone that's questioning their reality, right? They're they're questioning the reason, the actual reason behind all these things. But then there's another level of questioning that you you question the entire thing, not just aspects of it, not just like an aspect of, of food, for example, or an aspect of um, politics, questioning politics. Uh, there's the aspect of questioning, again, one's own uh, limiting beliefs. There's a, there's a questioning, um, you know, uh, social uh, norms, um, language that we use. You can, you can question all sorts of things. Um, and that's all valuable. Um, but what I'm suggesting here is questioning the entire thing, all of it, 
like the, the entire fabric of it, the base questions of it, um, right? So that's why I was saying I like movies like The Matrix, um, because The Matrix, again, Neo doesn't just realize that there's sort of some conspiracy theory going on. He realizes that his entire reality, the entire thing, not just the politics, not just the language, not just the money, not just the this, the that, the entire reality wasn't what he thought it was. Um, similarly, Westworld, uh, if you've seen that HBO series where uh, there are basically these uh, these like uh, artificially intelligent uh, human-like robots that live in this like amusement park and real people from the real world, they go into this amusement park to just kind of mess around. But slowly these robots realize that they start questioning what they actually are. They start questioning um, what that if Westworld really is the is 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 actually real or not. So again, they're questioning what they are and their entire reality. And eventually, they kind of find out that they are robots and that they are living um, and they are living in this uh, you know fake world, basically. Uh, some other examples would be like the Truman Show, right, where uh, Jim Carrey plays this actor who lives in uh, basically a, a gigantic studio that's the size of like an entire town and they video his every move and all the people in his life are all actors and it's all filmed it's all like it's basically the most popular TV show on, tele on television but at a certain point um, later in his life in his like early adulthood he starts to notice some inconsistencies <laughs> and he starts to question who are like are all these people you know he starts to see basically some glitches <laughs> in the system and eventually he figures out that all the people in his life are just actors. He realizes that, that what he thought was uh, the, the, the sky was really just the ceiling of the studio and, um, you know, things like that. And then, uh, you know, there are other examples like Inception, right? Um, uh, where, where basically you're living an entire reality with all these people in places, but then you realize it was all a dream and you wake up into a different reality. So these are movies that point at not just questioning like a specific conspiracy a, a specific big conspiracy but like the ultimate conspiracy right like is is any of this real like what what is any of this um so questioning that is uh is really uh what this what this process is about is figuring out what the whole thing is and um you know once we really answer those questions at least i'll just say how it feels for me if like i was really for some reason i don't know why I really couldn't get over these questions. I was like, I, I just didn't had a sense that there was more to what I was experiencing than what I was being told and what I believed and what was in my um, immediate experience. I had a sense there was something to discover behind it. Of course, if you don't think that there's anything to discover, then you'll never bother doing the investigation. But for some reason, I, I had felt that there was something to discover here. <laughs> there was something that I wasn't, I wasn't seeing clearly, and I. Um, I went, you know, I spent time trying to uh, discover what's actually real. Um, and if you think about it, it's not really that irrational of a thing to do, <laughs> at, least, at least in my opinion. It's like, well, first I feel like I should figure out what this whole thing is. What, what am I? Where am I? What's going on here? What is all this stuff that I see all the time? Okay, let's start with that. Once we know that, then then I'll decide how to live the rest of my life, right? Then I'll decide how to live my life. And, um, you know, the, the, I find I found that to be a very valuable process because, like, let's just say hypothetically um, that you discover life is a dream and you are actually inside of a dream. Um, you're inside your own dream in some way. 
then that really changes everything. That, <laughs> it really changes your perception on everything. Um, and I, I kind of talked a little bit about this in a previous episode. But like, for example, um, if you knew every other person was really you, how would you treat people? Right. Similarly, if you knew that 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 there was nothing to really fear, that you can't really die because you're in a dream, it's not really dying. You would be a lot more courageous, most likely. Um, If you realize that, you know, other people again are just you, why would you ever care what they think about you? Why wouldn't you just always do whatever you know felt right for you or felt aligned for you? And why would you be scared of? Why would you care what their perceptions of you were? When you knew that they were, they were just projections of you. Um, similarly, um, like even something like starting a business, like why would you really care if the like, or something as noble as helping other people? Again, if you're in a dream, you're not really helping other people. You're not really starting a business. So does it really matter, like what, if, like if the business is super successful or not, or if you even help people or not, or does it really matter how? is the experience itself really what matters, right? Is it really the the actual, whether you're enjoying the process, whether you're um, enjoying the relationships and the time that you're spending with your team? Um, you know, so it actually really, like when you have a different perception of reality, then basically how you experience everything changes. It's like having a different lens, it's like having a different lens. It's not like actually the forms that you're seeing outside change, but you have a different lens on a different perspective on what everything is. Um, and I, again, I think the best metaphor for, for this is uh, lucid dreaming, which is basically when um, you wake up inside of your dream, you, you basically, while you're dreaming, you remember you're dreaming. And then it's freaking awesome. You're like, oh my God, this is a dream. You have to, you don't have to like care so much about it anymore. You don't have to, all the pressure's kind of off and you just feel free and you feel like you can say what you want. You can do what you want. You can um, make anything happen. You can fly. You can, you know, you're so much more free and unencumbered. Um, and and then you have other characters in your dream who, who are, they're not lucid. They don't realize that it's a dream and you see them and they look kind of miserable and they feel stuck and they're like and you talk to someone they're like they're like hey man do you want to go let's go on a hike or let's go you know do this and they're like no i can't i have to go to work they're like no no dude 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 you you forgot you're in a dream you don't have to go to work that's just (laughs) that's like that's not true at all like we're literally in a dream there's no reason to go to work you can do whatever you want whenever you want let's go on a hike he's like you're crazy we're not in a dream i'm going to work (laughs) so it's kind of like lucid dreaming, you know, so you can imagine that experience about being in a dream, how free that would feel, how unencumbered you would feel, how limitless you would feel if you realized you were in a dream, uh, but also how it could also be a bit uh, frustrating if you see that the other characters uh, don't realize that they're in a dream and um, they, they, they feel very limited um, and, and you feel you feel compassion and you feel... Um, you, you want them, you just so badly want them to realize the truth of reality because you know how much uh, you would just enjoy seeing them also enjoying it the way you are. Um, so that's kind of lucid dreaming. And, and that's actually, that's kind of what I think the best, um, the best metaphor for um, at least like one stage of spiritual awakening is, is basically lucid dreaming, but not while you're dreaming, but lucid dreaming, lucid 
living basically it's it's uh it's realizing that this reality is actually no different than that one and you can also remember you can also wake up in this reality and all you have to do is remember that you're dreaming that's all you have to do is just remember it's just memory it's just oh yeah i forgot i'm dreaming um and then of course you have to uh directly observe um how the process is happening and, and understand it and everything um so that's kind of the i think one of the first steps in uh one of the first big steps well i won't say the first step there's can be many steps leading up to that it depends how you look at it but the first major stage you could say or in spiritual awakening um and then beyond that though there's lucid dreaming and then there's actually waking up from the dream entirely so you can't separate those two right so just like when you're dreaming if you're dreaming last night there's 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 kind of three ways to go about it right one is um is you're just uh you're just in the dream unconsciously you're not aware that you're dreaming you're just uh, kind of playing things out however they happen in the dream uh, the second one is lucid dreaming where you become aware that you're in the dream and you're like oh my god this is amazing and now you can now you can more consciously direct it and you can um be more free in it and you can really fully experience it you can fully enjoy it and then the third way to experience the dream is just waking up <laughs> the whole dream just kind of ends um so yeah we don't what we don't realize is those um experiences can also happen not just when we're dreaming but in our what we call our, our waking existence or waking state of consciousness we can also experience those different stages um except when we when we wake up from the dream when we wake up from the waking state um we're not necessarily in just a different it's not like you wake up in a in a different bed somewhere else uh it's a it's more like you the dream just kind of ends right and, and there just aren't any forms in front of you anymore right you don't there's no there's no more visual sound there's no more sensory uh perceptions and um you realize and there's not even a body right it's just you realize it was always just this kind of open this like kind of one gigantic mind basically that was uh creating this entire experience um and uh yeah and then of course there's there's more to investigate about this it's like okay if this is a dream are there other dreams um is there just one dream are we how is this dream being created is it just my dream or is it just or is it uh are all these actors having some kind of co-created dream so there's there's many different um things to investigate so anyway um i hope this was helpful uh, i know i kind of went on a little bit of a tangent and some rambling here i don't know if it was as coherent as i would have liked it to be but um i would like to leave you with some questions and uh just uh, i would like to just leave you with some questions of examining what are some core beliefs that you have and they don't have to be the ones that i suggested right um, what are some very core beliefs that you have that the ones that you would least like to challenge right so like um one one that i actually did recently it's not it's not probably not very funny to any many people so i'm jewish um, i grew up in a jewish family went to a jewish school um so i, I so i had i was or you could say i was, I was told that i was jewish etc um so I, I i we learned a lot about the holocaust and I actually went to I went on a trip to Europe and we saw the the remnants of the concentration camps. So obviously it'd be a, like if anybody ever denied the Holocaust happened, I mean that's a huge trigger. That's a huge trigger, right? I mean that's like that's fucked up, you know, especially given that it's it's supposedly my identity, my ancestors, 
that perished, um, etc. So if I met somebody that would say, oh yeah, the Holocaust didn't exist, you know, that would piss me off so much, right? Because that's such a core, that's a pretty core belief um, I have. Again, it's not, it's not about myself, it's not about the reality, but it's about, you know, it's just basically about something that did or didn't happen. Um, so that's something that I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to investigate that. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, I would be very scared to question that. <clears throat> but <clears throat> so that's, so then that's exactly what I did. I, I, I investigated, you know, how do I know that the Holocaust happened? And I thought back to the, you know, it, it's the same way I know everything, right? I read books about it. I saw videos about it. I'm um, actually, in this case, I did take it a step further because I went to the physical location where it happened and I saw, you know, remnants of things. But again, what even is that, right? I see, I see remnants of things. I don't, I still don't really know um, for sure. This seems to be a good amount of evidence, right? External evidence, but <clears throat> we really don't know for sure. Of course, you could talk to people and they would tell you their stories. But again, what is an, and you have to question, what is another person? Um, and I, again, would I still just be believing what they're saying? Um, and, uh, Similarly, obviously, this is a very controversial one, so I'm not sure how much I want to I want to dig myself into this hole. But uh, the point is um, that I identified that that was a very core belief that would be very triggering for me, and I really wouldn't want to think about how I know that one for sure. Um, so <laughs> the point I was trying to make here is: what are the beliefs that you really don't want to question? Right, the ones that would really, um, or you know, maybe you don't even have to start with that. Maybe just start with the simple belief. You know, start with a, a simple belief that you have, um, like uh, atoms exist, cells exist, uh, you know, I don't know, some, some basic scientific beliefs, some beliefs you have about yourself, whatever they are. Just pick a belief, um, but I do recommend it. I, I do think it's more valuable, actually, if you, if you pick a belief that's kind of, you're holding kind of close to home, uh, because that, that'll usually provide a bit more growth, but it depends what you're ready for. Um, so, um, but, I, but basically choose the belief that is the most uncomfortable for you, but that you would still be willing to go into, right? So d don't pick something that's too shocking perhaps in the beginning, but, um, but, you know, play with that comfort level a little bit. So choose something that would be, if you, if, if you did believe something differently about it, there would definitely be a change, right? There would be a re, there would be a, a, a questioning uh, a re-questioning about some some something pretty deep. So choose a belief that you hold very dearly, right? Maybe it's something as simple as uh, Donald Trump is a really bad president, right? Donald Trump has ruined the world. That's probably something that most people believe. <laughs> At least most people that be living, uh, listening to this podcast, perhaps. Um, so choose a belief like that and then um, investigate it, you know? And actually one thing you can do is you can even do an external investigation and you can look up as many articles that you can find, um, this is actually an interesting one, um, not, not using the direct observation thing, but you can do it the, the superficial way and look up a bunch of video, look up as many videos you can find, as many articles as you can find about why Donald Trump is such a good president. And, uh, you know, you'll probably, your stomach will probably be, uh, be nauseous from just reading these things and watching these videos. But over time, you'll see that like, wow, okay, there's actually a lot of evidence out there to support that he actually is a really good president. He really is a good, really good person, right? There's just as many, probably just as many articles or videos about that as there are about the contrary. Um, so, and then, but then, then you realize, okay, well, 
again, <laughs> I'm still just believing things. So, so then you realize, okay, well then, perhaps my whole perception that he was a bad that he was a bad president was just because I was inundated with articles and videos about um, that that suggested the the opposite, and I believe those instead of these. Um, and then you realize, well, then neither of them are really true. Either way, it's just a belief. And then you can do this uh, more direct um, direct investigation. So. Um, leave you with that. Write down perhaps two or three core beliefs that you have. Um, they could be things about yourself, things about reality, things about opinions that you have, whatever. Try to make it something that would be a little bit challenging for you, not just like a really easy one. And uh, start to investigate, start to do some direct observation or um, yeah, and, and see what you come up with. All right. Again, hope you have a great day. Hope this was helpful. And talk see uh talk to you again soon or i guess hopefully you'll be listening to this podcast again soon